and was only suitable for people aged 18 or over will almost certainly have an adult theme and might well contain sex or violence which are quite graphic. It may also contain explicit language, including sexual swear words. Thanks for listening. Uh, but here's what his revelation comes to him. He's kind of got all this stuff, like, uh, touching, wiping, mourning of the animals. Not wiping, whipping. whipping. Yeah. <laughs> also, yeah, not touch, also not touching. I am, I am dyslexic. I, I hope I'm not having like, a stroke. Do it live! Fuck it! Do it live! And an atheist almost always become supporters of eugenics and abortion. A swine is hungry for nuts. Jesus hates him too. Satan is real. Being a Satanist is an open declaration of revolt against counterproductive received wisdom and mindless rogue traditions. Decapitate her head off. We're done. Done. We're done. Obama! What? As a spooky doctum, I shall fill the vaccines with autisms, because reasons! Welcome to the Godless Revolution. This is episode 143. Today is Wednesday, February 8th. Yeah. I'm, I'm your bearded ginger host, Dan, one of them, one of the hosts, one of the bearded gingers. <laughs> what? I, one of the people with long facial hair. Yeah. I guess I would be the uh, the tall, bald, eloquently, eloquently speaking Ryan Duffy. <laughs> oh, that's amazing! <laughs> yes, that's you. <laughs> and and you, my beflanneled friend. I am beflanneled. So first things first, I think we should talk about last week's episode. We had some. We should address the Ella Tim in the room. Yes. <laughs> it was kind of a shit show. We... And for people probably don't realize it either, but that wasn't even the plan for last week. Tim sent us a no, voicemail. Yeah, it was kind of a last minute well, thing. About ten minutes before I mean, we decided to record. It kind of was the it, plan, but we But he never got back to us, so we kinda of like, well, you didn't get back, yeah, so we, we're we not had, gonna do we it. We had planned on having him on the show eventually. We didn't know that that would be the night that it mm-hmm. actually was going to happen because yeah. There were there were days in between email messages back and forth yeah. from us to him and yeah so we did not know for sure that he was going to be on the show and then he was and I think well it was, it was do like, you think he didn't know he was going to be on the show like I don't know he seemed like Matt said like he seemed completely unprepared like no maybe he definitely he thought we, was we won't go through with it. I don't know. Yeah, that that was so I talked to you guys before we started recording last week, right? Yeah. And we were talking about have we heard back from Tim yet? Yeah. Blah blah blah. It wasn't actually until like right before like, we started recording. Y- you went to go start making a drink and I saw my phone. Oh, we got a message. What is this? And it was right. a, it was a phone message from Tim. Right. So we were just talking about the messages that we had been getting and sending back and forth. And I think you, Ryan, said, So is he coming on? Have you heard anything else? I said, No, I haven't heard anything else and and I voiced the opinion that maybe it was just me being a little bit cynical, but perhaps he was trying to 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 promote this idea that he was open-minded and wanted to come on the show. But there was always one thing that would trip up actually coming on. You know, there there was a little miscommunication and it didn't happen. He didn't get our message. It didn't happen. 
there's a scheduling conflict, you know, and it, and I figured that it was just going to be one thing after another each time that we wanted to record with him because it had been what at least three weeks that since we got his initial message, yeah, and, and had yeah. said sure we'll have him on, and so I thought okay, well, it's it's like I said, me being cynical that he's just saying that so that he can feel better about himself and say well, I tried to reach out to people, try to try to heal this world, man, you know, like. <laughs> You just got to talk to people, man. <laughs> and, and then that he wouldn't actually ever really come on the show. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so having said that, then you looked at your phone and was like, oh, hey, we just got a he message hears, from him. Yeah. And he we said, let's let's run with it. Yeah. He called and left a voicemail. And I was like, well, fuck, you guys want to call him tonight or what? And you were both like, sure, why not? Yeah. Hence, my, hence my comment at the end about understanding extreme vetting because we did none of it for him and should have. Yeah, we so, did we did a little vetting, but not a lot of vetting. Yeah. But we did get a lot of criticism um about you know letting him go on and on about stuff. I mean, first of all, a large part of the beginning of the show was trying to figure out what the fuck he was even talking about or letting him establish even a position <laughs> on anything to yeah, argue just, against, just trying right? Trying to see where yeah. he stood. And uh so toward the end we tightened up a little bit, but you know this this is why we probably should have conversations beforehand because you know he he wasn't making any sort of arguments really whatsoever you know and we try to push it, pin him down on stuff and he would just say yeah exactly like uh, you know and then yeah. just so say is it this else. or is like, it this exactly man that's my point no you haven't made a fucking point dude you've <laughs> just said a bunch of nonsense yeah. we're asking you what is your fucking opinion yeah i know man right like it's really weird yeah so Anyway, he's a he's a nice guy. Yeah, uh, he seemed I, uh, he seemed genuinely nice, just yeah. grossly, sadly, unfortunately, I th- uninformed. I think he just hasn't thought enough about it. Yeah, but that's it. He kept saying that he had thought about it. He's researched it, man. He studied it. He oh, knows yeah. these things, which well, in one thing was clearly bullshit from the things that he was saying. Yeah. Uh, well, I went back and listened to it a little bit when Matt said. Oh, so you said you've read the uh uh the Gnostic Bible. He's like, "The what?" Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't think he has really done any research at all. I mean, if he has, well, he's done some small amount of research to even know that there are things that there are works that were not included in the final version of the Bible. Yeah. I think but, it's probably the conflict a lot of people go through that grow up in a very religious household trying to escape that and get away from it when it's so deeply ingrained in your head. Yeah. Because it sounded like his father was, you know, becoming a pastor and that kind of stuff. He talked about, you know, when they went there so he can go through uh, that school it's like for the Baptist ministry and stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it sounds like, you know, just completely his whole life had been in- inundated with religion. Yeah. there. So... Going back to, you know, we we received a couple comments about, you know, we let him run on and didn't, did, you know, let him make all kinds of assertions without putting him in check or or stopping him and questioning him. There there are a few reasons for that, not the least of which is just the physical medium that we're working with, right? So he's calling us on a phone. There's a bit of a lag. Mm-hmm. So, and you'll notice in recording that we talk over each other quite a bit and that was and it got worse as it went on and that was because we had finally decided okay whether he can pick up that we're trying to interrupt him or not we're just going to talk yeah and 
so there's there's the physical limitation of what we're working with here. And then there's the other part of him being a Christian coming into the lion's den with three pretty well-informed atheists and being willing to talk and us wanting him to get a fucking point out that we could address. Yeah. Yeah, he said a lot of ridiculous bullshit in trying to get to the main point of any question that we were talking to him about. So if we were to stop and interrupt him for every inane, pointless, grossly misstated assertion that he made, we wouldn't have gotten anywhere, right? So you have to you have to let some things go. You can't stop him for every little thing that he says wrong, or there wouldn't have been any conversation at all. It would have been, he said two or three words, and we interrupt him and cut him off and say, no, this. And he'd say a couple sentences and we'd cut him off and interrupt him and say, and try to redirect, you know, yeah. and you can't, you can't have a constructive dialogue that way with people, especially when there's that lag and he's yeah. on a phone and, and we're, and we're doing this. So yeah, it was a limitation and we were trying to be polite and welcoming hosts for somebody who wanted to talk to us who had an opposing view. So we didn't invite him on the show to shit on him. We invited him on the show hoping that he could shed some light into any bit of rational thought that would that would go into being A, religious, and B, somebody who would choose to vote for Donald Trump. And then hopefully, at the end of all of that, we would be able to do a C, and how do you reconcile being a Christian and voting for Donald Trump? But, <laughs> you know, we, we didn't really get much information at all no. in the a portion i still don't really have much of an, a clue what his religious views are mm. and that was one thing i want to talk about later the whole the whole idea of nuns so remind me to circle back to that and then you know the the political discussion got derailed almost immediately when he started spewing the bullshit about vaccines and i i was not at my best i understand that I think that's the part everyone and, liked the best. Yeah, I, th I think they enjoyed you exploding. <laughs> well, and it was just, it was that that slowly building progression of, okay, I've I've listened to him say all of this bullshit now for over an hour, and now he's saying something that definitely has real world consequences and harm that we see. Yeah, in the real world, and I just had enough, and and I. Lost my temper and started yelling at him. Mm -hmm. And not coincidentally, or coincidentally, because I don't believe in karma and bullshit, there's a measles <laughs> outbreak in Utah. Well, there's one reported case. Well, <laughs> yeah. it's an outbreak. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's one case since 2011. Still, what is something like measles? But since 2011, we haven't had any measles yeah. in Utah, and now we have at least one reported case of measles. But measles is very, very contagious, and it's super like super contagious. Like was it like it's ninety something percent, yeah, transferable or whatever you call it. For yeah, if you have not been vaccinated and you are around somebody who has measles, there is a ninety percent chance that you will contract measles and then will spread it to somebody else. Yeah, selfish Which bastards. Is, it's fucking crazy. Which all it takes is a a sneeze. You had to exhale some phlegm out of your mouth. You know. It, cough whatever and it, it's it's in the air and that, yeah that it's super contagious oh and by the way tim four month old children who have not yet been vaccinated because they're too young can fucking die from measles. yeah they can die yeah. from it yeah very very easily or mumps. your four month old child can contract and die from the measles yep or mumps or rubella and it's super contagious and once a vaccine and once the rate of vaccination 
within your population falls below, I believe it was 90%, you can have outbreaks of, of the measles. Not just, yeah. not just a one-off or one or two people getting it, but an outbreak of measles in your population. And, and just as, just like any vaccination, it is not 100% reliable. You can be, you can be vaccinated and still get the measles. Yeah. Uh, I believe the measles your, vaccine has a 90% success rate. But your, your survival rate is going to be a lot higher having the vaccine. Correct. Yeah. Even if you contract the measles, then it won't be as bad. Yeah. And I think when I was doing some reading on it uh, the other day, this, uh, like the, the poorer parts of Africa where they don't really have a lot of uh, access to doctors or medical care, when they started vaccinating people there for measles, it had a 98% drop after vaccination started of people uh, getting the measles. Mm. So that sounds like vaccines worked quite well in that country. Yeah, I, I posted a couple things out to the Godless Revolution Facebook page uh, with the information about the local outbreak here. And then maybe I only posted it to my personal page. I'll have to make sure that I posted it out to the Godless Revolution one. I thought, you put that, it on there. I thought that's where people started commenting on it, same with the Tim stuff. Well, yeah, <laughs> that. And, uh, so there's that. But then there's another story from The Guardian that ah. uh, Stephanie Gutormson had shared that shows you the different rates of vaccination and how easily measles is spread based on the rate of vaccination oh. in your population. Yeah. So I, I will make sure I, that that one, I know that I know I posted that on my personal Facebook. I'll have to make sure yeah. that I post that on the page. When you well. posted that in your personal Facebook, when I saw it at a, at a glance on Facebook, I thought you put up a colorblind chart. <laughs> That's kind of what it looks like. It does. It looks like the a little colorblind because yeah, the, the dots, the round the round colored, yeah. But then I was worried for a second. I'm like, I don't see any numbers in there. I always see all the numbers. I'm like, oh, wait, this isn't a colorblind test. Fucking Dan's colorblindness is contagious. <laughs> I need to get vaccinated. Fucking Dan. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, I I do appreciate Tim reaching out to us and wanting to come on the show. Uh, I think we certainly will in the future make sure that we vet guests to the show much better. Um, and also, just take the time to think about what your positions actually are and why you hold them. Especially I mean, so, before you commit to going yeah, on a show where I mean, you're going to be fucking talking about them. So basically, basically, I I asked two questions, one about Christianity, one about Trump. Both of them were why, which should be the most basic question there is. I mean, that's where you because if you don't know why you believe, why the fuck are you doing believing it? Yeah. So, so neither of those questions could even really be answered. So that's why it ended up the way it did. But well, uh, and it's not even that we got bad answers for those. We didn't get any. Yeah, answer. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I would just say, just consider more why you believe what you believe, and um, you know, maybe you don't believe what you think you believe. I don't know, but uh, figure that out. Yeah. If somebody's going to ask me a question on why I believe one camera is better than another, I will probably give them a very in-depth answer, which will rattle right off, off their all the different heads. specs and, and price yeah. and usability and, and and components that need to go with it, and then mm -hmm. all that stuff. And I'll be able to give them a whole shitload of information. They'll be like, "Okay, right?" Because it's stuff I read and look at. Every day. You've done some research. I've done some research saying. into a whole shitload of cameras. <laughs> you know why you believe what you believe and, and about these to, cameras and products. And gotten to actually use them and use them in practical situations and, and get information on them, which if you've studied religion your whole life and, and read a lot of books, you should have that knowledge at the tip of your fucking tongue to be able to spit it out at a moment's notice because you have researched it. It's something you've delved into for your life. 
It's the elevator speech, right? Yeah. That if somebody, if somebody approaches you in an elevator and asks you a question about something that you're very interested in or that you know quite a bit about, you should be able to condense why you believe about that thing or why you believe whatever you do about that thing into a 30 second or shorter spiel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, if you, if I'm trapped on an elevator with somebody and ask me why I'm an atheist, the the best and simple answer is because I have not been shown any evidence that would lead me to believe in a god. And then if the eleva- then mm-hmm. if the elevator breaks and you have to have a longer conversation, you can elaborate on your points. Right. Yeah, but you should you should have as a minimum something that is quick and easy and says, "I'm a Christian because," mm-hmm. not "I'm a Christian because." I mean, like, because things are like we're. You know, there's no other animal that's like a human, you know, that like which I really hate tigers don't argue contemplate their existence, man. (laughs) All right, shall we move on? Yeah. From Tim who can't defend himself any longer? Yes, we should. Um but thank you very much to everybody who reached out and sent us messages and left comments on the page. Except for Joe. Fuck you, well, Joe. And we just hope you're all still listening. I, I actually hope there's not a Joe that responded because I don't know. Now I just, you're going to be like, now, now, now somebody who commented that with his name Joe is going to oh. be all pissed up. I'm not fucking listening to those guys ever <laughs> yeah. again. And if you are a Joe, just comment to make Matt feel bad. <laughs> well, that's not likely to happen, but you can comment anyway. Yeah, he would he would have to have some feelings in order to feel bad about something. So. Just trying to get more people to leave comments. He'd oh, have to, okay. He'd have to be less a misanthrope. Then try to make me feel bad. <laughs> and as always, you can call and leave us a message as well that we that we will possibly play on the show. You can do that at 33081-REBEL. <laughs> I haven't got to do that in a long time. Right? I know. I wasn't even expecting it. <laughs> I was waiting for it. That's why I kind of glanced at Matt. I was like, it's going to happen. <laughs> All right. Well, let's move on to other stuff. This is New Name Noah, and you're listening to The Godless Revolution. Oh, a mother? How did ye know? A mother always know. A woman at evil tells me, and she know for she too is mother? I won't you never back see me, Babel! Curses! Foiled again! You willn't get away with this! On Saturday, February 25th, 2017, at 6 p.m., the Atheist of Utah Great Minds Gala celebrates the great minds in science, art, free thought, atheism, and activism, while also raising funds for Atheist of Utah's programs and activism efforts. The venue is church and state in downtown Salt Lake City and will include dinner, dancing, and edification. The silent auction this year features donations from Ballet West, Thanksgiving Point, and Ogden Zone, who all donated last year. It will also include some new sponsors like the fantastic Hotel Monaco, Train Walk Poop, which provides dog services such as boarding, training walks, and locally owned and operated Jade Markets. There will be a variety of entertainments offered, including body painting artist Alex Waite, partner Acro by Nancy Carter and Dustin Webb, and belly dancing by Anna Weston Company. The after-party starts at 9.30 p.m. and includes the last hour of the silent auction, entertainment, dancing, and a slice of Mary's delicious gala cake. The pricing is $80 for members and $90 for non-members. The after-party is $25, and tickets for that will be available very soon. Formal attire is encouraged but not required. You may also wear costumes of a great mind from our history or present, if you would like. So you can dress as the three of us. What about great minds from our future? 
Ooh. I have a good costume for that. A sperm? Ooh, yeah. Great minds from our future? Yeah, well, if it's not, if it's in the future, it could still be a sperm right now, so you'd be identifying with it. Didn't say in what form. True. Or what age. Ryan, Ryan has a, has a great point. Does he? He's going to dress as a sperm. <laughs> yeah. You, you, you didn't say what age. Yeah, so you could keep your hair cut. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dick. <laughs> he, said, he said, yeah, I'll collegial, and then kind of turned slowly away. <laughs> Head bowed a little bit. Dick. <laughs> but, yeah, I hope to see you all there at the gala. It should be a great time. Uh, there's going to be some fantastic items available at the silent auction and fantastic entertainment, food, a lot of fun people in a great location. Come and hang out with a bunch of fellow heathens for a fancy party, man. Yeah. Yeah! Thanks for listening. Now back to the show. Uh, we have a we have a video from Dr. Dominic Johnson. It says that atheists pride themselves on being rational and drawing their knowledge from the world of facts. But Dr. Johnson argues that even atheists display moral behavior based on superstition. He says the feeling that we're being watched and judged has served an important evolutionary purpose. And this is not a very long video. It's two minutes. No, but but mind you, this is an atheist who has also written a book called God is Watching You. He says that he is an atheist, yes. And yes, he has written a book that is titled that. No true Brit, man. <laughs> yeah, his his book is titled God is Watching You, How the Fear of God Makes Us Human. The The Oxford University Press blurb on it says that it proposes a new theory of the origins and evolution of not only religion, but also human cooperation in society. It explores how fear of supernatural punishment exists within and outside of religious contexts. It also uses an interdisciplinary approach that draws on new research from anthropology, evolutionary biology, experimental psychology, and neuroscience. I don't want any kind I would, of experimental psychology. I, I would bet that there certainly is going to be some effect of superstition on human evolution, of course. Yeah. Mm. But I can't help but think that the writing of atheist books in this climate is highly competitive. <laughs> but if you can write a religious ebook from the perspective of an atheist author, yeah. cha-ching. Gold mine. Woo-hoo, gold. Yeah. yeah, so. All right, let's get on to the watching of the video. Okay. Atheists, you're not as rational as you think. Uh-oh. Atheists pride themselves on being rational. And you know this guy's right because he has a British accent. Mm-hmm. Yes. And, and he he's hasn't got the, seen a dentist and the British teeth. Yeah, <laughs> <I was> gonna... <laughs> he also has a he also has a friend's haircut. If you know what I mean, nineteen ninety five ish. Yeah, six. Mm-hmm. We think our beliefs and actions will take him from the world of science and reason. We don't waste our time on wishy washy notions like higher beings or supernatural forces, or do we? Mostly, we don't. Nope. There are some who do, and I think they're silly for it. And yeah. I w- I would say that. There's probably a certain sig- significant percentage of atheists who do things that used to have some superstitious meaning but don't anymore, even for stu- superstitious people, stupid-stitious people. Uh, <laughs> but that doesn't mean that they, you know, use – they attach all of the meaning that there used to be there to every single little motion that they make. Right. On with the video. <laughs> 
No, nobody gets to say anything else. Found that seventy-four percent of people touch wood. Sixty. I want to back that up. Sorry, (laughs) I didn't mean to cut you off. I just. Well, my point was going to come after he says this stuff. Yeah, I felt like I was sort of stepping on what he was going to say next anyway. So I'm like, all right, I'm done. (laughs) A survey of the British public found that seventy-four percent of people touch wood. Sixty-five percent cross their fingers. Now you'll notice. <laughs> I, I love that the knocking and the sound are so not uh, not <laughs> in sync on that video. But you'll notice he doesn't say of atheists. He says of people. people. Yes. So fuck yeah, of course. If you take a, a cross section of people where the majority are religious, you're going to get a majority re- uh, result that has people believing in superstitious nonsense. Yeah, and in this country, but, it's about seventy four percent. Yeah. Even as an atheist who has. Knocked on wood. I don't think anything supernatural is going to come of knocking on wood. It's, it's a colloquialism, right? Exactly. You, you do it like, oh, better hope. No. You know, I hope this yeah. doesn't happen. Knock wood. Yeah, it's yeah. like it's like an atheist saying, "Oh, thank God, nobody got hurt." Right. Yeah, we don't. We're not actually thanking thank God. God. It's it's a turn of phrase. It's yeah. Twenty six percent avoid the number thirteen. Again, this is a cross section of all people. He didn't yeah. say this is atheists. This is all people. Also, you can't really avoid see- the number. Yeah, how do you, you avoid just, a number? You can just think you do. Do you? Do you? Oh, I've taken thirteen off of every calendar I see. Well, I mean, like, like hotels will just not add a thirteenth yeah. floor. They'll just go eleven to fourteen or whatever, twelve to fourteen. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, there's a big eleven on the screen there. Now it's twelve, but twelve. I can come. They go twelve to fourteen, uh, but obviously the fourteenth floor is still the thirteenth. So yeah. And it's more than just superstitious rituals. How many people do you know who believe that what goes around comes around? Loads. Most of them are are believers in uh, magical sky wizard too. Yeah. Most of the atheists I know believe in some sort of. I wouldn't call it karma, but I mean it's 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 a it's a matter of fact that if somebody observes you doing something mean to somebody else. They're going to think less of you and yeah. will be less like less likely to help you with something, right? That's just the way the fucking world works. Mm-hmm. Whether you want to call that karma or the universe, whatever, that's the way it works. Yeah. And so a lot of atheists realize that, of course. So you don't want to be a dick to somebody because you don't want somebody to be a dick to you. Mm-hmm. Unless the, that person really deserves a good dickin'. The number, of, <laughs> <laughs> the number of people that I know that believe in karma is exactly between 11 and 14. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's not just Buddhists who act as though there is a system of cosmic justice. What strikes me as interesting is that these beliefs are not random. They all focus on attaining or avoiding some consequence. They assume a deep linkage of cause and effect in the way the universe works. In other words, we tend to believe in supernatural consequences, even atheists. That's what I hate is he's going with supernatural, cosmic, universal consequences. Like, no, it's, I don't think any of us think there's any cosmic universal consequence or, or reward for doing anything. Yeah. Well, and he just ended that whole thing with even atheists. Yeah. But again, the the, the, the figures pool. he was quoting was not based on a pool of atheists that were asked this. It was the general population. Yeah. Despite ourselves, we often act on this materially impossible rule of thumb, especially when the stakes are high. Do something right and all will be well. Do something wrong and we tempt disaster. So where does this leave atheists? 
Firstly, we don't have the rational upper hand we often claim. Though we may not believe in God or a higher being in the traditional sense, we cannot claim to act simply within the realm of science and reason. Uh, not all atheists do. And your point is? And certainly some atheists can claim that. Sure. No religious person can. Correct. I claim to act solely that. within science and rational rationality. Correct. And no I, religious person can claim that. Yeah. At least some atheists can. Yeah, I just I'm just gonna shake my head because this is a very visual podcast. <laughs> yeah. You need a good dickin'. I know. <laughs> some dicks just need a good dickin'. Yeah. Like eleven to fourteen dicks need yes. a good dickin'. It's a good statistic. <laughs> wee, 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 wee. <laughs> Does this behavior pose a challenge to society and our future? Far from it. I would argue that a touch of irrationality has played a vital role in the evolution of our species and continues to be vital for human well-being today. The fact that, believers or not, we have a sense that we're being watched and judged helps society to function. It deters self-interest and promotes cooperation and kindness. No, I don't think that's what promotes cooperation and kindness. Yeah, it's this being is... fucking having empathy for others and wanting to help a society and not make it blow up like a Trump. Yeah, this is the idea that all humans are inherently terrible, which is yes. religious. So generally. we only do things because and, we fear something bad. Yeah, and the only way don't. the only way you're ever going to coerce humans to be good, which I can't say I totally disagree with all the time, but the only way is is by making them feel like they're constantly under pressure to have to act in the way that this bigger, more magically thing wants them to behave. And that there's no possible way they're going to do it on their own. This guy's thing said he had a degree in anthropology, I think was one of his degrees. Evolutionary or, biology. Evolutionary. I thought he said anthropology at one point. He had a whole list that's, of things that, he had gotten degrees in. That's probably in. part of it, sure. But, I mean, I don't have a degree in it, and I can probably look back and say, I can probably gather that throughout history we haven't worked very well with each other besides in small you know groups and tribes helping mm -hmm. out but other groups and tribes we they tried to fuck each other over there they well, gave them a good dickin yeah and <laughs> and look let's look at how well the religious the religions behave to each other yeah even yeah even now today's and, with, with, and they're the ones who are saying yes we have this all-powerful being telling us what's right and wrong and he's saying what's right is to fucking kill you yeah we, we have so that very, clearly does not help. The, the 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 tribalistic mentality. Just now, our tribes have gotten very large. Yeah, they're large. Yeah, instead of being small tribes fighting, now we're like big Ryan's tribes. Dick. Whoa! Why did we? <laughs> we went right to that. You're well, the one that talked about it last. It's week. resting on yeah. Dan's lap. Oh, I did. <laughs> not everybody heard that. The Patreon listeners heard you talking about the size of your dick. <laughs> well, because you, I. I had to be counter to what you guys were. You guys were putting yourselves down so much. It's very self-deprecating humor, and you know, <laughs> you know why? It's so that when, so that when we do the big reveal, instead of somebody going, "Oh," they're like, "Whoa," because they were expecting what we've been saying the whole time, and then they're presented with the awful truth. <laughs> I just keep the surprise in the box. Wait, do we have to have sex? Me? Not us what? together. What's the big reveal thing happening? I don't want to be I don't part know of what you're talking about. Okay. Matt is just going on weird psychological universal tangents now about, I don't know what he's, I don't even know what I'm talking about. I was trying to 
think of something funny and quick, but it didn't work very well. Yeah, sick, <laughs> sick burn, dude. <laughs> it really got me on that one. Cool hey, story, bro. I admit when I fuck up. <laughs> Even where there is no obvious return benefit to individuals. So don't be so smug, atheists. You're as irrational as anyone else. But thank God you are. I wouldn't say I'm as irrational as anybody else. Certainly no. not. And I can I, think of a whole fuck ton of people that are more irrational than I am. I work in a career field where rationality plays a big part of it. And if I do something very irrational, it'll probably get me killed. Mm-hmm. When, <laughs> when you live your life in a way that's centered around an irrationality like religion and then say, well, these people who have have gotten rid of all of that stuff, but maybe – keep the motions like touching wood and they're just as bad. No, no, <laughs> they're not. It's not even close. A lot of priests False rationalize touching yeah. wood all the time. It's not even close. Yeah. He's, he's falsely, he's falsely equating use of colloquial terms yeah. and phrases as believing that if I say out loud certain magic spells that an invisible sky wizard will hear that and grant my wishes. Yeah. That's not the same fucking thing. Right. And don't we love all those irrational religious people that bomb abortion clinics, blow up, you know, the suicide bombers, beheading people, whipping and trying to give wives lashings for not having sex with them or doing crazy shit. There's a lot of stuff that's very irrational in religion that's very fucking horrible. So I would never want to be a part of that. Ill. Well, but that's that's the same as knocking wood. I do irrational mm. shit all the time. Yeah. I was laying in bed last night. You guys know that I have a little little thing about spiders. Yeah. I was laying in yeah. bed last night reading a book, and I felt a tickle on oh. the side of my face here next to my neck. You freaked the fuck out, didn't and you? And in my head, I was thinking, it's a spider. It's a spider. Fuck, it's a spider. But I calmly and collectedly just reached my hand up and was brushing. I figured... You know, there's that initial, it's a spider, it's a spider, oh my god, it's yeah. a spider. And then I thought, no, it's probably a beard hair. Which yeah. is a more beard hair. Thought. We've got the fan on in the room. It's probably just tickling the side of my... So, you know, I kind of brush my beard down, make sure that it's not in the way. And a couple seconds later, I feel it again, and it's lower on my neck. And again, I thought, spider, spider. And then I thought, no, it's just a hair. But I'm, I'm more freaked out. Yeah. It's becoming more difficult to just Determine. be calm about it. But I was. Like, I was still cool about it. But I was slapping at my neck a little bit more than just brushing <laughs> at it this time. And then I laid there and I read some more. Then I had to get up and go to the bathroom. So I go up and I, I get up. I go to use the bathroom. I come back. Sure as shit, there's a fucking dead spider <laughs> right there next to my goddamned pillow. <laughs> and that's when I freaked out a little bit and went, ah, spider. And so for now on, whenever you feel anything <clears throat> like spider like, you're just going to start And it slapping. was just a fucking tiny one, just itty bitty. Oh, hmm. But I still it was like fucking creeped out that, yeah, I was a fucking spider and I was trying to be all cool about it when I could have freaked out and yeah. been at least a little bit justified because there was a fucking spider crawling on yeah. my face. You know how, like, when you take your socks off and your foot hairs kind of start to like, Go back to standing up like a I'm not a hobbit. Hair. I have not experienced this. Oh, you don't. Ha- you don't have hair on the top of your feet. Oh, so I have. I, I have, guess I have hairy feet. I have a few hairs on the top of my feet, but no, I'm not a hobbit. Well, I've got like knuckle hairs on my toes. Uh huh. But like the ho- the hairs will start like moving, like because they've been pushed down by the socks, so they start like you know curl back up like a normal pube hair. 
Okay. Well, then your my foot will get like that itch from the hairs like moving on my feet when I take uh-huh. socks off that uh-huh. been on all day. And one day I went down the reach to itch my foot because it itched, and there was like about a fucking quarter size spider crawling across my foot. <laughs> I nope. freaked the fuck out. Nope, I would have too. Yeah. I sat cross legged on my couch the rest of the fucking night. Those feet did not <laughs> touch the ground. <laughs> I, yeah, so I, I nonchalantly reached down to start scratching, and I looked right before my hand, put my foot, and there's a big old fucking spider sitting on it. I was sitting on the couch over the weekend, and Oliver sat up. He started looking over into the corner of the room, and he hurried and jumped down and went running over to the corner. And then I see this big fucking furry spider crawling across the carpet, <laughs> and he's, like, following it, like, pawing at it. And I was like, good boy. Uh, uh, get it. Kill the spider. Good boy. And he played with yeah, fucking, and I'm just like, uh, if it starts getting away from him, I'm going to have to get up and start screaming or something, try to squish it with something. But, yeah, he managed to smash it with his paw, and then he ate it. Yeah. He's but a good boy. I think some of those fears are irrational, rational fears sometimes. Sure. Because rationally, it's our, our you know, primal brain going, hey, some of those are poisonous and can really hurt me. Mm-hmm. Most of them don't. Yeah. But like snakes, it's like, oh, do I know if that one's going to hurt me or not? Or you hear a- Spiders bother me more than snakes for sure. Rattles, I don't like rattlesnakes. I like them and don't like them. If I can see them, I'm all cool with it. If I'm walking in tall grass and I hear a fucking rattle- I stop dead in my tracks. My heart literally fucking like stops for a second. So I'm like, <gasps> yeah, that's not a phobia. Where the fuck yeah, are that's, you? That's not irrational though. Like, yeah, that's very, that's a, very that's rational right there. Yeah. But I mean, if you come across a snake that's not venomous and you just see it, that part of your brain might tick and go, <gasps> can it kill me? Right off the bat. Yeah. Where it's irrational because that snake can't kill you. It's really not going to fucking hurt you. But the rational side of it is it, it could be. Yeah. It could be that rattlesnake that didn't rattle or a snake that is venomous sitting there. You just don't know. So your body kind of makes that leap. But but fuck that guy, Dominic Johnson. I, yes, indeed. I think he's just looking for a quick way to sell a book. I Yeah. Sure I, I that way. definitely don't think he's really very atheist. Yeah. Well, he's not a very rational atheist, that's for sure. Please stand by. The Godless Revolution will continue in a moment. I should have known we couldn't fool mothers. You? Yes! And once Pepple gives to Babel the vaccine for Biggie Smallpox, everyone will have the autismus. And we will rule the world! Real quick, I want to give a shout out to Tiffany Hudson, friend of the show, who had a surgery today, a skin reduction surgery yeah. after losing a lot of weight. Uh, after she had a kidney transplant mm-hmm. and is doing very well, but uh, had skin reduction surgery today and will be released from hospital tomorrow. Yeah. And good on you, man. Yes, indeed. I'm very, I'm very proud and happy for you. That's awesome. I am Jim Helton, Regional Director for American Atheists and President of the Tri-State Freethinkers, and you're listening to Godless Revolution. The menu, this is real. We're going to have the pasta. We're going to have the the nut sauce. You know, we're going to have plenty of blood, plenty of semen for you, and other delicious things on the menu. And we're going to have vats of blood, and we're going to have succulent hot dogs. We know you love succulent hot dogs. Rejoining the Godless Revolution podcast now. What do you guys want to talk about now? What do you got, Matthew? I got a bunch of shit. I like a bunch of shit. 
Matt, Matt's always got I'm shit. I'm so excited for a bunch of shit. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> uh, We've had a good dick in tonight. Now we need shit. We didn't have <laughs> any Matt horrible. shit last week. No, we didn't. No, we did not. No. We also did we not didn't have, have any of anything. Deplorables for the past I know, two weeks. I know. I, I forgot to look it up this week. I'll come back with one next week and I'll put the chart up on. I'll make the chart to put up on the Facebook. Fucking slacker. Well, maybe I'll do a Facebook. Well, I'll, I'll pick two and we can let people vote on Facebook on who this week's deplorable is. Okay. I'll find two and I'll put them up there. All right. Anyway, what do you got? Oh, I have this thing. In between a hostile takeover of Ukraine and getting Trump elected, Russia's parliament voted thir- 380 to 3 hmm. on Friday. And those three are now dead. To decriminalize domestic violence in cases where it does oh, yeah. not cause substantial bodily harm. Yep. And does not occur more than once in a year. 380 to 3 is so lopsided that even the Falcons couldn't blow a lead that big. <laughs> Ooh, zing. <laughs> uh, we could take solace in the fact that the, Fal- the Falcons won the popular vote, at least. <laughs> Nobody likes the Patriots. Moving on. This Russian bill, which eliminates criminal liability in such cases, makes a violation punishable by a fine of roughly $500 or a 15-day arrest, provided there is no repeat within 12 months. Now, how do they... If there's no... If there's no major damage or however the fuck they worded it there, how do you know if it occurs within a 12-month yeah. span? It, so it would have to be only on a second offense that would be more, right? If it's the first, then it's the minimum. Well, but I'm saying if it's never reported or recorded as you having done it the first time, yeah. Yeah. how within a 12-month time span would you say, well, this happened before? Right. Well, yeah. How, how do you? How do we know that? Right. Well, I'm telling you. Well, you don't have any evidence for that. Right. It sounds like so. a, you can beat your wife as long as you don't leave Mark's rule. Yep. Yeah. The bill now goes to the rubber stamp upper chamber, where no opposition is expected. It then must be signed by Supreme Tsar Putin, who has obviously signaled his support. Yeah. Kremlin spokesperson Dmitry Peskov told journalists that family conflicts do, quote, not necessarily constitute domestic violence. Uh, This is the country that thinks nesting dolls are good toys, after all. (laughs) True. (laughs) So does this go both ways? I mean, could could Helga beat the shit out of her husband one day? I think probably not, but I don't know. Yeah, I guess. I think probably – it probably – They'd probably just laugh at him in Russia, right? They'd just yeah. be like, yeah, he's not coming forward with that shit. He's a pussy. If yeah, yeah, don't be pussy. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh, the passage by the parliament reverses a ruling by their Supreme Court last year, subsequently backed by parliament, that decriminalized battery that does not inflict bodily harm, but retained criminal charges involving battery against family members. That reform is effectively reversed by Friday's vote. So what if it's not a family member that you beat? Then it's still criminalized. Okay. So you can can beat your family. You can beat the people that you're supposed to be closest to and love and protect the most. Strangers, if you beat them, that's still a problem. They'll explain why. Okay. 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 It'll make sense, Dad. (laughs) I'm not sure about that. Andre Isayev of the main Kremlin faction, the the United Russia, said lawmakers are heeding the public call by correcting a mistake they made last year. Critics of the new measure warned it would encourage domestic violence and fuel crime. Quote, this bill would establish violence as a norm of conduct, communist leader 
Yuri Sinilchikov said during the debate. I'm sure I mangled that. So they're worried that it would be considered a crime to beat people in your family by last year's ruling? Well, so this was in opposition to this passing. He was okay. he was saying that okay. this bill would establish violence as a norm of conduct. Yeah, I, I, mm-hmm. I was wondering, Mike, well, maybe it, should, it already is a norm to beat family this members new in bill, Russia. Right. Yeah, he, okay. he he's opposing it by yeah. saying that this, okay. this, this will make this all – this will just make it all seem yeah. normal and fine. Makes mm-hmm. sense now in my mm-hmm. Uh, women's rights lawyer Mary Davtian uh, told the Moscow Times that the legislative moves are dangerous and send a message that the state doesn't consider familial battery fundamentally wrong anymore. In many ways, this reflects the thrust of an old Russian proverb, proverb quote, if he beats you, it means he loves you. <laughs> that Russian Why? proverb, of course, can be found. Why in- go to Zales? <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> It's going to be a good Valentine's Day. <laughs> Every fist begins with K. <laughs> uh, this old Russian proverb can, of course, be found in paragraph three of the Abusive Boyfriend's Handbook. Ah, yes. Uh, according to Russian government statistics from the Interior Ministry, 40% of all violent crimes are committed within the family. The figures correlate to 360,000 women being beaten by their partners every day. Well, I wasn't thinking just and like twenty six thousand children yeah, being that's, assaulted that's, by their parents every year. That's what I was mm. thinking of was that my the amount of kids that probably have to suffer through this now and not mm-hmm. have the person that does it to them get in trouble for it. Mm-hmm. Wow! Wow! <laughs> <Last> yes! <laughs> yes! <laughs> Last well, year's revised <laughs> does it? <laughs> Interesting the thing we knew about Ryan. Well, it sounds like Dan was enjoying it more. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> you said but, uh, last year's re- <laughs> last year's revised law when it took in a uh, when it took in effect in July. This might be a typo there. Uh, quickly drew opponents, notably ultra conservative Russian lawmaker uh, Yeleni Mizolina, and she is Yeleni Snicket. Lemony Snicket. <laughs> These are a series of unfortunate events. I got to tell you. <laughs> Uh, who called the opposition anti-family and said it? Oh. Uh, so she's saying the three people that oppose that are anti-family for not wanting the families to be able to beat their wives and children. Yes, sorry, <laughs> I lost my place and wasn't sure I was reading the right thing because it's so outrageous. Yes, that's what she said. Wow. She calls it anti-family and said it undermined parents' right to beat their children. Oh, oh, oh wow. Eliona Popova. It is Russia. I know. Eliona Popova. I brought Popova, you in. I can take you out. <laughs> activist and women's rights advocate lamented that this attitude is widespread in Russia. The Moscow Times reported traditional or rather archaic values have become popular again, she said. And with this victory, it seems that Putin is on his way to making Russia great again. Ah, did she actually say that? Did you put that in I there? I put that in there. Okay, because if they would have actually put that in, I'd be like, see, look. Yeah, that would have been great. Uh, if they said it, I mean, if they said it, it would have been awesome. How many other things you got for us? Do you want me to do another? Well, yeah. I got something I wanted to say that, that sparked my brain in what you're talking about there with, with strange court shit. Did you see what happened in Idaho this week with mm. the 19-year-old that was uh, had been convicted of, uh, I think it was I think it was rape. Yeah. What his sentence was? 
Nope. No. Crickets? No. Crickets? Nin- the 19-year-old kid was sentenced to not allowed to have sex until he's married. That uh, sounds about right. That's worked so well for him in the past. It has. But that was, I'm like, how do you, for one, check on that? Do you have like a, like a, do you put some sort of like dye on his dick and see if it's touched a vagina or something or what? <laughs> like, and then you have to inspect all the vaginas? No, 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 just his dick. You see, if, of, if it goes into the vagina, dye pack. Oh, the dye, it, dyes dye. His, it dyes his dick a different color. <laughs> so he's got to go in daily to get his dick checked. I don't know. How the fuck do you know? It's like... Yes, sir. Well, you'd have, have, you'd have to have week. the you'd have to have the dye pack trigger on every other vagina, right? Like, oh no, I'm, I'm just saying his, his, he's got to coat his dick with something that changes colors when in entering a vagina. Hmm, that'd be a pretty fancy scientific breakthrough. <laughs> it's probably some sort of chemical, like, well, there's this enzyme, and this will react with this, and we can just make him dip his dick in it every day. <laughs> 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 I derailed this hard. <laughs> then you got the the minister of dip of dick dipping <laughs> great office, best office. Minister of dip dipping. As long as he doesn't confuse his rubber stamps for his dick dips. <laughs> Bang! Oh shit! Sorry, man. But yeah. So I don't know how you would how you would make sure that this this kid is uh, following through with his sentence. Hmm. Yeah, I don't either. <laughs> yeah, follow him around, I guess. But the thing is, he was convicted of of rape. Yeah, it's basically and his sentences. Don't have sex anymore. Yeah, it's until basically you're don't rape anybody. Again, don't rape anybody. <laughs> yeah, that's that's his sentence. Yeah, don't well, rape anybody. I mean, that used to be my sign off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then he you joined been our a listener show. of the show. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So I don't get it. I have an opinion piece by Ralph Reed. From... Oh boy, this is going to be exciting. <laughs> Do you love him? Ah, oh, he's such a fucking douchebag. Yeah, he sure is. Well, he, he thinks he's such a an intellectual. Like, I know he has all of these haughty opinions about things when he doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about. Yeah, like he's 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 a more religious David Barton. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I've added a few tidbits into this one, so maybe it won't be so frustrating. Ooh, but okay. it's a tid. And a bit. (laughs) (laughs) The strategists inside Hillary Clinton's Brooklyn campaign headquarters believed that demography was destiny and that a mythical ascendant majority of African-Americans, Hispanics, single women and millennials would elect their boss president of the United States. Hmm. In mapping out their strategies based on data, analytics and computer modeling, the Clinton campaign strategists ignored even held contempt for people of faith. This dismissal of evangelicals and faithful Roman Catholics, because now they're putting those two together. Oh, yeah, because Hillary Clinton certainly has isn't a person of faith. Like no. she never mentioned God no. at all. Right, never. But putting those together as part of the basket of deplorables, which she never did, no, proved no. to be a fatal mistake. Indeed. People of faith ultimately fueled the Trump victory, which is true, and racist. Mm-hmm. So he's, cr- but he's creating straw men to yep. to make this argument, and he doesn't have to. I know he uh, doesn't even have to fucking do that, I but know. he's doing it anyway. Yep. Uh, uh, according uh, to exit polls, evangelical voters comprised twenty six percent of the electorate in twenty sixteen, and they supported Donald Trump by a margin of eighty one percent to sixteen percent, proving 
that they have poor judgment in politics as well as about basic facts of reality. I well, added that last part. It just it just proves that they vote Republican. It's it's Christian no historical it revisionism. He's the he's mm-hmm. like I said, he's a fucking David Barton with more Jesus thrown in there. Yeah. Among the 33% of voters who self-identified as conservative Christians, they voted for Donald Trump by a margin of 78% to 15% over Hillary Clinton. Huh. Is that surprising? In related news, a majority of liberals voted for the Democratic candidate. Even more than the gender gender gap. Gender grab. Gender grabbing them by the pussy. The gender grab. I don't know what you're talking about. I don't either. Even more than the gender gap. Does that sound better? Does that even it sound any better? It doesn't. No. It, no. Now even I'm more just, than the gender gash. Because. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it's all, it's. Yeah. It's I wasn't even thinking of that. I was thinking of it's thigh It's so gap. loaded. <laughs> what? I was just thinking like the th- the gap between your thighs. Uh-huh. Not, not the one up in between the thighs. What? Yeah. <laughs> Every time, <laughs> every time. <laughs> no, you, you you need to do it in Tim's voice and go exactly, exactly. <laughs> That's what I said. Yeah, totally. Uh, even more than the gender gap, Democrats have a faith gap, causing such estrangement from religious voters that it is putting large swaths of the country out of their reach. Republicans now control the governorships of state legislative chambers in twenty-five states. Are you guys impressed? Oh, totally. One of the two main parties equals roughly half of the country. Yeah. While the other crappier party is only <laughs> equal to 50%, you guys. Uh, I see. That's that's some good mathings. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the GOP governor the GOP governing major, majority oh, Jesus fucking Christ. Majority. Majority. (laughs) The GOP governing majority is so broad that a person could drive from Florida to Idaho and not transverse a single state where Democrats are in power. So if you only drive through red states, you won't be in any blue states. Correct. This is also correct. Gerrymandering has fucking nothing Nothing to do with with that. that. Yet it appears Democratic elites are committed to... To continuing their losing war on religion. What? The war <laughs> on religion is made up by religion. It's that, all fucking nonsense. All of this is nonsense. That is driving more voters away from their candidates. More martyrdom. As I say to Mr. Reed, you've just said you control everything. What's the war you're talking about? Yeah. Also, Hillary is religious and Trump isn't. So what the fuck yeah. are you talking about? He probably still thinks Obama's Muslim. Of course he does. Yeah. From Kenya. But that's still religious. It is, but the wrong religion. Yeah. In recent weeks, there have been scores of stories planted by teachers' union proponents that smeared Betsy DeVos. They've all been planted. Or, in other words, described her accurately. Yeah. President Trump's nominee to be Secretary of Education for her deeply held religious beliefs. No, because she has no knowledge in the education sector. That's why. And for her support. For allowing children in underperforming public schools to attend religious schools that infuse religion and moral values into classroom instruction. They can go there anyway. The whole fucking point is that she wants the government now to pay for for vouchers for these assholes to send their kids to private schools. If they want to send their kids to private schools, you can fucking do that. You could do that 
anyway all the fucking time, anytime you want it. You just have mm-hmm. to be able to afford it. And those who are fortunate enough to afford it and want to send their kids to a fucking private school, go ahead. But now they want to use taxpayer funds to send kids to fucking private schools. And that's bullshit. Well, yep. And guess what? These people that will be using these vouchers to go to from take money from public schools to go to privately held schools will be the same ones that are already going to those schools. So now you'll still have people going, because most of them are going to be full. It's not like they can just take on the entire public education system. Yeah, they're not going to go and build 1,500 new private no. schools just because of this, no. right? They're, mm-hmm. they're, now they're just going to not have to pay as much yeah. or at all for their kids and, to and, go to these and private public schools. public schools that are still retaining the same students will now have less money. So now, now the taxpayers who have their kids going to public schools will also be paying for private, to, for pri- for, for private schools. Yeah. For yep. rich assholes to send their kids to private schools. Right. And who could afford for it anyway. profit private schools. Right, right. If the Democrats continue to ratchet up this line of attack during the confirmation process for Miss, so this was out before she was confirmed, uh, for Mrs. DeVos, they will further alienate people of faith and see, and, and create a big opening for the Trump administration to make inroads with voters of faith, including African Americans and Hispanics. Because See, minorities love Trump. This is where I was yeah. going before with people trying to make everything political. Sometimes people try to make everything about an attack on religion as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He goes on to say this would create a permanent shift in American politics that could solidify the Democrats' status as America's minority party for a generation or more. Except – And we all know how bad it is to be a minority. Right. <laughs> Except that, you know, Hillary won by three million votes. And building up a rural redneck population to surpass the de- Democratic population centers won't be an easy task. But, you know, aside from that. Yeah. Easy, easy, simple task. Mm-hmm. The biggest victims of the failures of traditional public education and the dominance of teachers unions over K-12 education policy are minority children trapped in failing public schools. Mm. Yep. The victims of GOP policies, like the one DeVos espouses. And and the teachers unions, you know, the ones who actually do the fucking jobs, the ones who do all of the work to educate our children, clearly they don't know what the fuck they're talking about. We Mm -hmm. shouldn't listen to them. Or the fact that the people from her own state were like, no, she destroyed the public education system in this state. Why the fuck would you want to ruin the the, the rest of the U.S.? Yeah. The wealthy and the elites have the power to send their children to private schools. It is telling that the past two Democratic presidents sent their children to private schools as opposed to the underperforming public schools of Washington, D.C. Why shouldn't poor black kids in D.C. or Hispanic children in Los Angeles have the same access to higher performing private schools? You know why presidents send their kids to private schools? Because of security. But it's more than that. And I said, I I smell a lie of omission here. Did Trump and Bush send their kids to public public school? Because he said the last two Democratic presidents. That's all he said. So I checked it out. Barron Trump attends Columbia Grammar and Preparatory School, a prestigious Upper West Side private school. And Bush's daughter went to St. Andrew Episcopal School, a private school in Austin, Texas. Yeah. So neither of the Republicans sent their kids to public schools either, you fuckhead. Well, and it goes back to what Ryan said. He's he's trying to make the case that now, at long last, these poor minority people can send their children to a fine, upstanding private institution if they choose. No, those schools are full. If they yeah. if they had excess capacity, 
then they would be reducing their tuition costs. They would allow more people into the school. It's not that now all of a sudden there's going to be, you know, tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands of openings at these fucking private schools. And who, yeah. at, who at this point is buying that hard right, right ringers, uh, care about minorities? They don't. But it's it, going on what you're saying right there, like going off of what we were talking about earlier there. There was a whole documentary I watched on, uh, lotteries for kids to get into these fucking schools where parents want to get their children into the best schools they can. And there's a fucking lottery system for it. Mm -hmm. Right. So to say that all of a sudden it's like, Oh yeah, you can just go there because you get a voucher. No people that want to go to these schools can't even fucking go to these schools. Right. And so me as somebody who can't get a child or I don't have any children that are in, but if you did grade school anymore, but let's say I did, could I get a voucher and try to get them into private school? And if there are no openings, then I could just keep that money? No. Hmm. Why not? Why Why is that fair? Because the way her system works is that every student is, is a, a voucher value. Mm-hmm. So if your child goes to a public school, mm-hmm. the voucher goes to the public school. If the child goes to a private school, the money goes to a private school. Mm. So now, instead of, say, you've got... 10 private or 10 public schools and five private schools right now, those five private schools don't get any of that government money and it's just the public schools that get it. Well, now since you're on a voucher system, it's per student. Each student has, it gets the voucher money. A lot of schools, a lot of schools do that anyway. A lot of schools get the, the amount of funding that they receive from the state, which is handed down from the yes. feds based on per student. Yes, but now it's going to be per student, per any school, public or private. Yeah, and that's bullshit. I mean, it really uh, – basically then all she's doing is trying to set it up now that all schools are public schools. Yes. Which if you're making the case that public schools are shit, why would you want to turn all schools into public schools? All, all she's essentially doing is taking money out of the public school system and right. allocating and part of it, it to, to private, private school systems that are for profit. Yeah, That's what it does. Which leaves public schools that aren't funded well enough already even less funded. Right. Mm-hmm. The liberal smear campaign against Mrs. DeVos, uh, religious faith is despicable. So it's a smear campaign against her religious faith. Uh, Nothing else. No. <clears throat> Not that she has no fucking experience at all yep. in the field. The left-wing magazine Mother Jones headlined one hit job, Betsy DeVos, Betsy DeVos, what is it? DeVos, DeVos? DeVos. DeVos. Betsy. Betsy DeVos yeah. wants to use America's schools to build to build God's kingdom. She did say that. Nonsense, he says. Mrs. DeVos simply wants to ensure that every child in America has a civil right to a quality religious <coughs> or quality education. She plans to do that by opting into religious schools. Totally mm. different, you guys. Yeah, right. Well, and that's where I saw an argument someone was trying to pose for Betsy DeVos getting in. It's like, a fucking shell game. It yeah. is. But yeah, it's like, not even a very good one. Like, no. well, if I have to have my tax dollars going to a school, I want to make sure it's a school that espouses my beliefs and not someone else's. Hmm. I'm like, well, your beliefs don't mean shit in what is considered education. So we mm. need to build a separate school for every child? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, every every parent should be able to model the all of the curriculum based on what they want they their want child their to learn. Yeah. yeah. Which is why they're taking their kids and homeschooling them and teaching them bullshit. Yeah. But the other problem is those public those private schools, there's no accountability on what they teach. So where right now a, a 
publicly edu- a public education has to follow certain curriculum, has certain guides saying you must hold students to a certain standard, you must hold teachers to a certain standard. Private education and charter schools don't have that, so now you'll take government money and send it into these schools who have no accountability. Some charters do. It depends on the state. I mean, it the, does, ch- yeah. the charters are run by the state, but, but in, the charter, in most cases. But we, the charter schools that she had set up in uh, Michigan mm-hmm. had no accountability. Mm. We're taking money from the public school system. Public schools were failing and shutting down, and then the charter schools were also failing and because they had no accountability. Yeah. And then there's even the one that it failed. All the stuff got taken out of it and taken home. It's like, wait, that was paid for with state tax dollars. Why is this leaving and not going back to the state? Because mm-hmm. it's a private fucking school. Or to the other public – or to yeah, public schools. it didn't. Yeah. Uh, he kind of wraps it up with uh, – in opposing – Mrs. DeVos for being a Christian who supports providing children with access to private and charter schools. The Democrats are doubling down on a failed strategy of demonizing people of faith. This is a losing argument on the merits and will only further drive evangelicals and faithful Roman Catholics further away. But like you said, Dan, this is, of course, just a giant straw man Mm -hmm. because they aren't opposing her for because she's Christian. Like you said, Ryan, they oppose her complete lack of experience, her stripping of federal education standards and her approach to what should be formal education. Uh, She just happens to be pushing them because of her Christianity. Don't blame that on the left. Well, then we also had that after she was uh, appointed and sworn in. Was it Chaffetz that's put up the bill to strip the Department of Education from? He co-sponsored it. Yeah, co-sponsored uh, with within a day of her being sworn in. Within not hours. even a day. Yeah, yeah within hours. Like the bill hours. was ready for her to be sworn in. Then oh, we're going to strip this department. Yeah. And now we want to pass a bill that says we're going to shut down the Department of Education. Education. Which what what are you going to achieve there besides dumbing down of our society? And for a moment, I would like to address. The stupid fucking libertarians who made comments on my timeline when I said – I made a post about congratulation, re- congratulations, Republican voters. Now you've, you've basically allowed somebody to become the head of a department that they will shut down the Department of Education. So, you know, one day soon your children will be even dumber than you are. That'll yeah. learn them. And I had at least – at least one. I think there may have been two libertarians – comment on there and say, I'm fine with it shutting down. We were fine without a Department of Education before Jimmy Carter created it in 1979. Really? Yeah, because apparently they don't bother to do any, you know, historical research, as libertarians are wont to do, to figure out that we've always had a Department of Education since 18-fucking-something. It was put under a different... Department. We've had departments shift and adjust throughout history. We've had a Department of Education that was a subset of, I think it was the Department of uh, Health and Education or something okay. like that. And then that split off to where now the Department of Education is its own thing with a cabinet member. And, and we have the Department of Health, Health and Human Services. Yeah. We've had it before. It wasn't that Carter created this out of fucking thin air. They shuffled the things around to make it better for everybody, to make it so that, so be, that it could run focused. more efficiently and focused on the the duty and obligation of educating young people in this country. Yeah. It didn't it wasn't created whole cloth by Jimmy fucking Carter, dumbass. Well not only that, but just look at a tiny bit of of world history or the world currently. Which which countries are on the up and up? You know, you, the ones that you, offer 
public education to their people or the West that Western and Northern Europe don't have uh, standardized education? You think that China doesn't have standardized education? Japan? Uh, Look at the countries that don't have stuff like that, like in the Middle East and in Central Africa. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Let's be libertarians and everyone can just be their own Congo dictator. We we will turn into uh, like the Middle East where – Children want to be educated, but they can't fucking get it. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, where it'll be sad. Where you've got religious groups coming in and shutting down education, yeah. <laughs> and then kicking all of the kids out of school because they can't afford to go anywhere because it all becomes that only the wealthy can send their children to private schools. Or you'll have a very intelligent young girl that's that refuses to believe the religious people in the area and says, "You know what? No." I am going to get an education. I'm going to go to school. So they come to her house and shoot her in the face. Yeah. Sounds like a perfectly good plan. Yeah. A libertarian utopia. Yeah, that's the... uh, There's no... I mean, yeah, we've talked about the whole libertarian thing. It doesn't work. No, there... If I mean, I I think a lot of libertarian ideals are attractive. I understand why there is a segment of people who are drawn into a lot of libertarian thinking. And some of the some of the thinking I totally agree with. Yes, less wars, that would be awesome. Yeah. Less less kleptocracy, that would be great. You know, not not have so much bureaucracy and overhead for certain things. Yes, absolutely. But if you think but to say that it should all will... go away and we should become an we should become an ANCAP society, that's fucking nonsense. Yeah. Things need regulations for a reason. Thing needs oversight and rules for yeah, a I've fucking reason. Yeah, I've mentioned it reason. several times. The people don't just sit around thinking, "Hey, how can I regulate something? How can I? How can I really fuck with people? How can I mess things up?" I know. I'll start writing different rules for things. No, it's that we recognize there's a problem, and the government steps in and says, "Okay, you can't do that anymore because it's harming this, that, or other people." So we're going to create rules and regulations now that say you can't do that. And if yeah. you do do that, we're going to fine you. We're going to do other things that will discourage you from doing these heinous fuckery things in the future. It's like when you look at a five-gallon bucket and it's got all the warning labels on the side of it, especially with the kid falling into it. There's a reason why that's fucking on there because it's probably fucking happening and they got sued. Now they got to cover their ass. Right. Yeah, these these rules There's and reasons. regulations aren't aren't born of somebody just being bored one day and – Wondering how they can yeah. mess with people's lives. They're they're around because there was a need yeah. that was fulfilled by this regulation to keep people safer, to keep our air cleaner, our water cleaner, to make things more fair for everybody. Yeah. And just like that bucket, you may think it's stupid and go, well, who would do that? Well, someone's done these things. Yeah. Someone has tried to, well, even with, with keeping our our earth not polluted. The stupid fucking bill that got or taken away, where it now allows coal mines to drop their coal ash into the fucking rivers. Which seems like a great thing to do, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, I bet there's a reason why we made it illegal in the fucking first place for them to do that. Come on, Ryan. I mean, they use activated charcoal to filter water anyway. Uh, (laughs) I wonder how the fish like charcoal and all all the, you know... That's a big problem, though, too, is that people don't have any idea. They like they don't understand the basics of so many different things, and so when you start when you start creating beliefs based on this foundation of nonsense that you don't really know what the fuck you're talking about anyway, then it's not you can't hold the structure up. There's nothing that will support all of these other beliefs that you stack on top of that. Yeah, 
And there was there's a thing one of my EMT instructors always said, which always reminds me of Biodome. He always said, <laughs> "You must achieve homeostasis." Yeah, goes everything in your body, you know, and but use the earth the same way. Needs a certain thing to function and function right. If something interrupts it or something's in there that's wrong or something's missing, Mm -hmm. it will not work right. So your job is to find what that is temporarily to try to get them going again to achieve a homeostasis in their body to stabilize them. Mm -hmm. If we keep fucking with the earth, it's not going to be homeostasis, bro. (laughs) You you don't need to worry about it because Jesus will come back and everything will be fine. Which is the ultimate fucked up thing i hate when people say well it's gonna be okay i mean god won't let anything bad happen and jesus is gonna come back any day anyway so it doesn't really matter yeah well he's done such a good job keeping all the bad things away from humans so far sure well you never know i mean you don't know how bad things could be yeah (laughs) they could be so so much worse like honestly if jesus wasn't here right now like really satan could be coming up out of the earth and fucking shit up really bad but jesus keeps him down there that typhoon instead of killing a quarter million people it could have killed like five million people or more yeah can you imagine can can you really imagine anything much worse than a god being crucified by mortals, by mere wow. mortals, allowing had, that to happen. He knew it was gonna. He had to. It had to happen. Who who would have ever, who would have ever thought? You know, when you think about all these superhero gods that anyone could come up with out of their imagination, that the one that humans would go for is the fucking self pitying Jew that's just can't get his shit together, that's whining constantly about his own poor <laughs> yeah. condition. Of course that's the one that relates to fucking humans. The one that's of course it is by a piece of wood humans. and three nails. God. That's the one that humans are like, oh I totally get that. I'm s I too am such a victim. Mm-hmm. Billions of people. Billions of people have bought into that bullshit. Yep. And what about Thor? Where's Thor? Gone. Zeus? Gone. Well, no, he's still here. Uh, I think he's got a new movie coming out next year. Well, of course. Yeah, always. But (laughs) (laughs) Thank you to everybody who has rated the show on iTunes and Stitcher and are following us on YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook. And to all our Patreon patrons, you make the show possible. It's overall, honey. Now you can die of the whooping cough in peace. Yay! <coughs> the next rant will start right after this. Here follows a public service announcement for the Two Skeptical Chaps podcast. <laughs> Greetings, Americans! Over here in London, we are well aware that not all of you are loud, xenophobic, racist, sexist, religious nuts. But many of your politicians who display these frightful traits seem to be quite popular. Particularly a certain wall-obsessed, small-handed, best word-using, daughter-perving, war-inciting, candy-floss-headed clown. To those of you who choose to follow such balderdash, we strongly recommend not to listen to the two sceptical chaps. It probably won't be your cup of tea. Otherwise, give us a listen. Each episode, we cover any news or current affairs from across the globe. Things that annoy or delight us. That's two, as in the number two. And sceptical with a K. The wrong way to spell it. Cheerio! So I got a short one that I think was kind of interesting. That's what she said.
That's what she said. Okay. <laughs> uh, this one comes to us from the succulent hot dog. Ooh, and, yeah. <laughs> plenty of blood, plenty of hot dogs. <laughs> uh, that's not too bad. Yeah, Alex Jones is easy. Oh, is he? Yeah. <laughs> it's really not that hard. I mean, <laughs> nice. Have you done that before? It's all from the throat. That was that was bad. I think I've done Alex Jones on the show before. <laughs> Just a little bit. You really need to yell to get him good. Yeah. All right, Matt, what do you got? It's from The Guardian. <laughs> a prominent Kremlin critic and Russian opposition figure who has been in a coma since last week has been diagnosed with acute poisoning by an undefined substance. This is the second mm. time he's been poisoned. I'm betting it was poison. Vladimir, second coma, second time he's been poisoned. Vladimir Karamurza, 35, who works for Mikhail Kordakovsky. Well, that guy's a dick. That was good. Uh, Open Russia Foundation has been in Russia to screen a documentary film about his friend Boris Nemtsov, uh, the opposition leader and former deputy prime minister who was gunned down near the Kremlin in 2015. Ooh. was about to fly back to the U.S. for his daughter's eighth birthday when he woke up at 5 a.m. on Thursday with an accelerated heartbeat and difficulty breathing. He remained in a stable but critical condition on Tuesday in a med- medically induced coma. Karamurza was taken to the same hospital in 2015 when he was diagnosed with acute kidney failure in connection with poisoning and only just survived. He later said it had been an attempt to kill him for his political views. The symptoms were the same in the latest attempt on his life. But when this happened two years ago, Obama stepped in and brought him to a hospital in the U.S. But this time... He remains in a Russian hospital. I don't want to jump to like conspiracy conclusions here. I don't think you have to jump no. very but far. But maybe on this one. he's allergic to Russia. <laughs> Is that a conspiracy theory? No, no. That's why I don't want, I don't want to jump to those. I don't want to go straight to conspiracy theory. Oh. Let's go to medical conspiracies. Maybe he just has an allergy uh-huh. to Russia. Uh-huh. He was traveling there both times. <laughs> mm, yeah. Let's see. What do these what do these <laughs> incidents have in common? He wasn't there previously. He, he was, was okay. In Russia. He gets to Russia, he gets sick from a poisoning. He's allergic to Russia. The earth was rotating. Yes. Mm. I mean his friend getting assassinated is just a coincidence, but <laughs> I'm not liking him. I mean, come on. Uh-huh. Yeah, Rachel Maddow did a thing on that guy. Yes, she did. A few days ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's. This is the second time he's been in a coma. Second time he's been poisoned. Wow! I hope he makes it through this. One. Yeah, they would. Yeah. They didn't think he would the first time. No, no. Of course, he's not expected to. And probably the people who attempted it the first time didn't go. Back didn't for make a third. it through that either, because yeah. you know, if you don't succeed in an assassination, you have failed me again. Yeah, they don't have the. <laughs> if you don't succeed first, try try again. Rule in Russia. <laughs> right. No. Uh, speaking of Russia and Ukraine area, have you guys watched the? <laughs> well, just just something. Else. Must have be you that, guys, must be that chair. <laughs> uh, have you guys seen the Vice, the new Vice show called "Hate Thy Neighbor"? No, the new Vice show. Vice show, Vice Land. It's on Vice Land. Oh yeah, no. Called "Hate Thy Neighbor." Oh yeah, no. Oh yeah, Tracy saw a commercial for something on Vice Land the other day, and she's like. Oh, that looks interesting. Are we recording that? And I'm like, what? 
Viceland. And I'm like, the whole channel? <laughs> she said, what are you talking about? And I'm like, oh, they have a, a whole, they have a, they have a channel. network, yeah. yeah they, they have a channel now for Vice News called Viceland. Oh. So we're not recording it? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, we're not. Anyway, but, sorry. Uh, but he went to uh, Ukraine uh-huh. and was talking to one of the groups there that's been fighting against Russia. Well, it turns out this group ain't so nice. That's trying to take and bring Ukraine back for Ukrainians. Kind of like the KKK wants to take America back for the whites. Oh, what? They are very uh, racist. Uh Uh-huh. They love Hitler. Hmm. And their party is growing really fast and getting a lot of momentum. Does it seem well, like- you know how you solve that. You just start punching them. Well, here's the problem. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> they're the ones that are now the mili- they're they're now the biggest military in Ukraine. <clears throat> Don't do not go around punching people. Does it seem like f- super super right wing fascism and dogmatic nationalism is rising in the world? Yes, and that's what this is. They're like, we're just nationalists. We're proud to be Ukrainians. We're proud of Ukraine. And the guy that does the show is actually a comedian from London who's uh, half black, half white. Uh, from his family. Which so, half is black? I don't know. He didn't say. <laughs> from his but, family? But no, but, but Good he talks. Thing. He's, <laughs> yeah. He's half black and half white from his family? From his friends. Yeah. Uh. Not from a, not from a weird procedure. He didn't Michael Jackson. <laughs> oh. um, <laughs> but, but he's talking to them and, well, he had done a previous show with, uh, <laughs> there. Was that a good one? <laughs> I don't know what he's thinking about now. I don't know, I don't know if it was a Michael Jackson comment or the, uh, Everything. <laughs> but uh please continue. When he was there We're he, trying. He, he was he was in uh one of their gyms where they're doing like jujitsu, doing all the fighting techniques, teaching all the young men how to fight. Oh, and they also use uh MDMA to help recruit people. Hmm. Party drugs and stuff to help recruit. How does that help them recruit? Because they go to parties. Uh-huh. For like like nightclubs and music clubs where they got young teenagers hanging out, uh-huh. they hand out MDMA to them, and they're like, "Yeah, Molly come. says you should be a racist." Pretty much, <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> like, hey, don't forget where you got these drugs from. We like <laughs> you. Come be one of our members now. Huh? Um, if you hate blacks, you'll be an ecstasy. But he's he's <laughs> asking these people because there's a couple people that that were a little darker in complexion. He said, Hey, I see these people fighting here. Are they allowed, uh, to fight with you? He's like, no, they're not, they're not true Ukrainians. So we only want people who are actually from motherland. And he sees a woman fighting. He's like, well, is she able to come fight with you? He's like, no, she has to sit here and make borscht for the men, make the soup for the men and stuff. Hmm. And then he said, well, what's going to happen to all of the black people in your country? And the guy kind of pauses. He's like, well, we will take care of that afterwards. It's like, holy shit. Are you saying that if you guys get control of this fucking country, there's going to be complete genocide of all of the races? That's what it sounds like. Pretty much. Hmm. hmm. Or do you think he just hasn't thought that far ahead and was like, oh, shit. Yeah. No, I think he has because some of these guys, like, a lot of them are very reluctant. I guess we're just going to have to deal with that when we get there. Ah, fuck. That's a really good question, buddy. I'm glad you thought of that. I'm going to take this back to the board meeting. 
We're going to have to hash it out. Well, a lot yeah, of them yeah, exactly, were man. reluctant like, to talk about it because I think they know the atmosphere of things and realize a lot of people don't agree with the way they think. Mm-hmm. So they were kind of reluctant to talk about it. Then some of the guys would take their shirt off and be showing like their tattoos with the lightning bolt on their arms, the Nazi lightning bolts. Hmm. And the one guy had a giant, like the uh, the eagle crescent on like the... Uh, Around the the medallion that most of the Nazis wore around right, the neck, right, yeah. he had that tattooed giant across his whole entire chest, and he's like, "Are you a Nazi?" He's like, "Yeah, yeah, I'm a Nazi." He's like, "Is everybody else here Nazis?" He's like, somebody Whoa. ran up and punched him. No, because yeah. everyone else there's a fucking Nazi as well. Because hmm. if they had run up and punched him, I'm sure he wouldn't have been a Nazi anymore. And don't forget, these Nazis in that country also have tanks mm. and large guns because they're also the military. It's because nobody punched him. Pretty much. And they were the only people that were willing to jump on the front lines to fight against Russia during the incursion in Ukraine. Hmm. And they also got started from the soccer hooligans who were, who were also very racist. Fucking soccer. Yeah. It's where it all starts. Pretty much. But I like soccer. Not the hooligans <laughs> as much. Uh, but yeah. So the alt-right is taking over in other countries as well pretty heavily. Hmm. What do you think causes that? Well, this these people are saying well, like because it, it it isn't just it, here in the U.S. No, it's not. I it's, watched a thing on uh, fuck, I can't remember what channel it was the other day, but they were talking about the no, it was uh, my friend Roger Johnson had posted it out on Facebook, and it was uh, it was a bit from Vice, but they were interviewing members of the Sons of Odin in Canada. Okay, and they are a nationalist group, also a white nationalist yeah. group. Who says that they're not Nazis, they're not racist, but they have they all are. the trappings yeah. of, of of white nationalism. Most won't and admit it. Racism and yeah. But I mean it's it's not just a US phenomenon, it's no. happening all over the place. And I think that's where because the, the Ukraine thing, they're very much like, no, we're just a nationalist. We're, we love our nation, we love it, we want to keep it the way it is, and we love people that are, you know, f- truly from this motherland. So basically, if you're an immigrant that came there, or if you came there on your own and you're not white, you're fucked. Hmm. Do you think it's just that they fear no longer being the majority? Like I, they, they that's think, a good question. They think that people are going to start taking once, over once they are in the minority. That then people will treat them the way that they have treated the other minorities. It's we can't let we can't allow that to happen, people. I mean, probably that's that's how humans think. You know, they they assume everyone else thinks like they do, right? And so I could if if they know that they've treated other people that way, they're expecting that's how they'll be treated if they're put in the same position. So I I can see that being more of a threat to countries in Europe and Eastern Bloc countries where they haven't really had to deal with a whole lot of immigrant issues until the last few wars but here in the u.s what do you mean nobody wanted to go to bulgaria in 1978 they they didn't they really didn't (laughs) want to go d-i-n-t but how how the 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 white nationalist thing comes up in the u.s when we're all fucking immigrants Mm, yeah i think it's been the majority of us are white immigrants yeah but even when it was still a majority of white immigrants, we still picked on like when uh um the Irish the Irish came over, they were fucking shit on. Fuck those potato eating yeah. motherfuckers. <laughs> I hate potatoes, man. And lucky for the Irish, the Chinese came over to build our railroads, so then they had someone else to shit on. Whoa, whoa! The Chinese came over to build our railroads. Just to well, build not our, to build them, just we, to build our railroads. No, well, they were kind of forced into it. It's kind of an indentured servitude. <laughs> yeah, they wanted. They definitely wanted that. They didn't. 
Oh my. Well, I don't know if that was a, uh, I don't know the whole history on that, but I don't know if they came over here with the explicit knowledge that they would be forced into labor or if it was a false promise, hey, I'd come say over no. to America. I'd say no. They did not think they were going to be railroad slaves. Yeah. But they did a good job. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you know, hell. silver lining and whatnot. <laughs> if it wasn't for those railroads, we would have lost the Civil War. <laughs> Because <laughs> all the railroads were in the north, and we were able to transport troops and information a lot quicker than they could in the south. Hmm. Huh. I guess I'd never thought about the railroads being the reason why the north won. Actually, they said it was a big part of why the north won, because we can get troops to the front line way quicker than they could in the south, because they had to usually do it by foot or horseback in the south to get people reinforcements up or to get hmm. people to move long distances. Where in the north, we had the railroad system. So like they're still doing in the south. Yes. <laughs> yeah, so the the ability to move troops and also information because we didn't have radio waves, we didn't have radios as all, you know, passing messages by hand. So in the north, we had the railroad so you can get a message back to the line, back to your headquarters a lot quicker saying, hey, we need to bring more people down from New York. We need to bring these people down. We're having a trouble here. Load them on a train, bring them down. So by the time the south got that message, the north already had the troops already assembled in, in place. Hmm. Hey everybody, this is X. And I'm Kyle. And I'm Felicia. We're the Utah Outcasts. Three out, unashamed, and active atheists living in Utah. And we are personally inviting you to let us love your ears each and every week. As we take the news, current events, and pop culture and give it a little twist. A love twist, with consent. And we'll be joined each week by a special guest to tell us what makes them an outcast like us. Come find us. The Utah Outcasts. On PodHell.com, Stitcher, iTunes, Google Play, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. And on UtahOutcast.com. We finally bought that domain off the kids handing out mixtapes in the mall. Come be an outcast with us. Take care of yourselves out there. Bonne nuit. And you're welcome. We have the Holy Hand Grenade. Yes, of course. The Holy Hand Grenade of Antioch. It is one of the sacred relics Brother Maynard carries with him. Brother Maynard, bring up the Holy Hand Grenade. I also have a major problem with all of these tragedy dry-humping whores. You and the Godless Revolution will be reassimilated in three, two, one. So, did you guys know if of all the people throughout history, mm-hmm. who do you think would be a spiritual leader who would absolutely agree with Donald Trump's immigration ban? Oh. A spiritual leader? Not yeah. not a Gandhi. Definitely not that a um, spiritual leader. Wait, Yahweh. Um, it's close. Would Genghis Khan be considered a spiritual leader? Mm. But Genghis Khan adopted all kinds of other stuff from the the nations he called, uh, conquered. But he was a leader. Yeah, it wasn't, and a... he was kind of like they're kind of a godlike. Figure. Yeah, I don't think I don't know uh, much about his spirituality, but I don't know that he was. I think he thought he. I was don't think God. he cared about immigration, though. A oh, fuck no! Well, he wanted to immigrate everywhere. Yeah, he wanted to immigrate, but if you wanted to come into him, he kicked your fucking ass. Hmm. I wouldn't want to come into Genghis Khan. Well, everyone else did. That's why everybody's got his DNA. There <laughs> he was a fairly. He was prolific, a flatterer. Yeah, he was a prolific pussy. <laughs> <powder>. <laughs> 
<laughs> are you are you laughing at the arm motion and the, and the fact that you and, made your mouth like a pussy and 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 the what delay was that? it was it was a fist pumping and then the like should I say it this way you did it yeah, so timidly yeah pussy pussy pounder wasn't sure I should go there. <laughs> Once I had the arm up and started, yeah, the he motion, was, was he was definitely was... on his rascal punching beer. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> it was it was that plus the hesitation in your voice that that um, really that really did it. That's what sold it. <laughs> yeah, I got gotcha. you. Spiritual leader that does not like immigration. Um, well, that's Jesus, tough. spiritual. Uh, well, Jesus wasn't, but Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Jesus? Jesus, <laughs> what? <laughs> you kind of did say Jesus. I, I kind of did. You did say a little bit. So I'm like, oh, Jesus, yes, the leader of the Jews, yes, Jesus, <laughs> that guy. Yeah. Well, apparently that's what uh, that's that's what Brian Fisher. That's thinks. What Brian Fisher. He thinks that Jesus well, is the least likely to support immigration. No, he thinks yes. <laughs> No. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, I flipped that on you. You Je- did. Jesus is the all... It's most... too late, man. You can't. You can't. It, at this point in the show, you can't start flipping things around on me because <laughs> then I lose track of what the fuck is going on. Okay. So Jesus is the most anti-rascal puncher of all time, <laughs> according to Brian Fisher. Correct. Okay. Well, let's hear why. <laughs> <laughs> what? Let's hear why. <laughs> why? <laughs> why? So, Jeff, you uh, were saying on the break that you had a question or two about the whole immigration thing. Yeah, I do. Uh, but you pretty much answered it in, in that <laughs> okay. column right there. Moving on. Thorough. <laughs> okay, we're done. Thanks. Oh, it's answered. Uh, good radio, fuckhead. <laughs> but I guess I have an, another one related. Um, I'm sort of noticing Not a lot water. of people Not on quite. social media and in personal life that are asking the question, would Jesus be in favor of walls or immigration and things like that. And I started wondering about that. I mean, don't we hear stuff about the pearly gate, which is oh some my kind of God. entrance. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. The New Jerusalem, I think in Revelation 21, where <laughs> the don't, wall is don't we also hear about things like Joshua destroying the walls of Jericho? Yeah, we do hear that. Okay, so we're even. Now what do you got? Oh, what else is in your Jesus quiver? Besides you, quivering for Jesus. In 21, where he talks about a, a high wall, a great wall was built with 12 gates. Mm-hmm. And even Lazarus and the rich man, he fixed a chasm in between. Isn't Jesus, and I don't want this to sound sacrilegious, but isn't Jesus or, or God the Father doing some mm-hmm. some extreme vetting on who he's allowing to spend eternity with him and who is not? That's a great point. Wow, that really, wow. Whoa. Wow. That really, that really is good, isn't it? But we aren't talking about eternity. Yeah. We are talking about people escaping a war torn country. Also, um, no, God isn't. All you have to do is just fucking say you're real fucking sorry right before you die and anyone gets in as long as they do that. That is not very extreme vetting. True. Mm hmm. That is an even better point. Thank you. Yeah, because we all know Hitler's DJing in heaven right now. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I am so sorry for all the evil things that I have done. Really, really, they were awful and terrible. Now, I will drop the beat. (laughs) (laughs) I did not think that I would do this. Oh, Jesus. (laughs) 
You know what you are doing. Here's some Rammstein. Uh, yeah, does that make sense? Yeah. Oh yeah, that's that's a, that's actually a powerful oh so analogy powerful. that Jeff wow. is suggesting. I mean, you talk about the ultimate form of immigration. Oh God, is from Earth into the kingdom in the age to come. That's the oh, and so these people who would probably qualify to get into heaven, where that's he just said the the most extreme vetting, right? Y- yes, they would be allowed into heaven. But not America. Nope. Not America. And this is all this is all retroactive stuff, right? They would never be interpreting the scripture in this way 30 years ago or whatever. It's only now because it's relevant. Right. How can we make Trump godly? How can we shoehorn this into yeah. well, what we believe already? And here's an interesting thing. They did they did some I I'll have to look up the polls or the the research or whatever, but they talked to a bunch of different Christians all over the place and, you know, well, here's, you know, here's Gandhi, here's Mother Teresa, and there's all these figures, you know, how many, uh, who do you think is going to make it to heaven and all that? And then mm-hmm. people would put them all down or whatever. And I think Gandhi or Mother Teresa was top. They had, they had a bunch Mother of them. Probably Mother Teresa those the only, probably fucking. Yeah, those are the only ones I can remember. But say Gandhi had like 60% of people said he went to heaven and Mother Teresa had like 67% people said that. She went to heaven. And there was one person that everyone said, the 87% of people said would go to heaven above Mother Teresa. Hmm. Brian Fisher. Themselves. Oh. So when they asked, do you think you're going to heaven? 87% of people said yes. Only 60-something percent said Mother Teresa, which was the highest of non-themselves people, right? So, Wow. Yeah, so. Wow. Wow. So, um, yeah. So these people all are already thinking, well, I'm fucking in heaven. Of course I am. Of course I am. Yeah. So they're thinking that and they're going, well, but we're going to keep out all the people I don't like. Right. We're going to keep them out. Of course we are. How? Well, but God is love. God is shit. How do we square this? Well, there's a, there's a pearly gate. (laughs) <laughs> that well, is a very powerful point. I've never. Th- You're so profound. That's what it is. That's what they're doing. That's he's, what they're doing right now. He's going to be very disappointed when he gets to that pearly gate and realizes it's a puppy, and heaven <laughs> was made for dogs. Because all dogs go to all heaven. dogs. Yeah, mm-hmm. all dogs go to heaven. I had to pause. Fuck cats for a second. Yeah, cats actually rule that. hell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fuck cats. <laughs> Ultimate form of immigration. You migrate from here. No. to there Ugh. and you have got to have a valid entry pass or yeah. you're not going to be let in you- yeah which as matt said is just on your deathbed right before you go sam sorry or even when you get there yep when you sorry. when you get there when you have to, when you have to choose or they tell you you're going here they go i'm sorry jesus christ is lord i guess mm-hmm. now yep. uh I'm, I'm good to go right you want to take my coat i can yep. just imagine hitler showing up going sorry but hey, I did build a damn good oven. I cannot imagine Hitler saying sorry. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of Germans in Wisconsin, so maybe he That's, did. Uh, yeah, I guess. He, I, I imagine he's up there serving bar. True. You did. <laughs> this is not the place you expected to find me, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> the joke never gets old. <laughs> 
You can't just go in there because you want to. You've got to have a permit. You've got to be vetted, and you've got to have the right certifications. (laughs) Buzzword, 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 buzzword. Through the pearly gates, otherwise the gates are shut, and you are on the outside. So that's a that's actually a powerful. So yeah, would Jesus be in favor of restricting immigration? Absolutely. Nope. Who knows? You can't get into the kingdom of heaven without placing your faith in Him. Otherwise, it's a no go. You just said it. You just said it. You just slipped it in at the end. You you had the entire time to make your point, and you blew it at the very end. But you know what? You're safe, because none of your fucking idiot listeners are going to pick up on that. I guarantee it. But he he had the per- he, he didn't even notice it himself. So basically what he's advocating for is an immigration policy in which nobody's allowed in unless they go to Donald Trump and say, uh, hey, uh, I like you. <laughs> and then you're in. That's all you have to do. They get to stamp their own passport. Right. Yeah, that's that's what he just advocated for. It's it well, <laughs> well you don't have to mute you don't have to mute that. They probably heard it on the mics too. We all heard a weird noise. I thought Dan farted. No. <laughs> no. No, if I had I'd, I'd like touch my nose or something. Yeah. <laughs> no, my my stomach's moving around a little bit. When I fart, I just smile at you really big and look and like who's going to smell it first? Who's going to smell it first? <laughs> I'm closer now. Damn it. No, mm-hmm. you're absolutely right. He he gave away his hand right at the end. Yep. And no one will notice. Mm-mm. Nope. He's a dummy. Yeah, he really is. Speaking of dummies, oh. uh, yeah, she really is. We've been doing we've been doing the wow. Thing, <laughs> right? yeah. yeah. Regular listeners would probably recognize that as being the wow of Jim Baker's wife. Yeah, this yeah. is sham wow. She still looks like a turtle. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I think. Was it last week? No, it wasn't last week because we had Tim on the show last week. The week before, we did a thing about Jim Baker and criticizing the women's march uh, as as exercise or as displaying the Jezebel spirit. No, that was that wasn't Jim Baker. That (laughs) no, that was with uh, Tamra and Becca. Yeah, what the fuck is that guy's name? Some other Christian Uh, apologist dummy. Yeah, but saying that w- the women in the women's march were expressing the Jezebel spirit. Yeah, the yeah. Jezebel spirit. Excuse I listened me. to it, and I think we did something on Jim Baker talking about the women's marches, also. But anyway, we we have Jim Baker and his slop bucket show on here kind of regularly, and his wife usually just sits in the background and goes, "Wow, oh yeah, 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 yes. that's right, yeah, Amen. Yes. wow." But tonight we're we're lucky enough to have a bit of audio where she's actually speaking. Jim has allowed her to speak for 47 seconds. Well, I bet that she only gets to speak for 15 seconds of the 47 seconds. Which is more than he'd allow you. True. And she spends this, <laughs> she spends this 47 seconds beating down the women that participated in the, in the march yeah. as, as being broken and that they must have been abused at prior times in their lives. And that's why they're out there doing this. Oh, wow. Versus, versus not wanting to be abused by the regime that's in power now, trying to forestall the abuses of the regime that's, yeah. that they must have been mm. abused before. Yeah. Hmm. And they better, so. They better not go to Russia. Yeah. And These mercy. women marching. I'm I'll tell so you what, sad. they're broke. I... They're broken. Oh, they're so beaten. Sad you for can them. I t- just sitting in the midst of them. 
I looked at him. I looked close. I looked at him. I looked them all over. They're hurting. They're broke. He looked them all over. looked them all over. Mm. I think he was looking for a spank bank material. You look like you're hurting, baby. (laughs) Mm. They're hurting. They're broken. They're beaten down. They're not even healthy. So many of them. Not even healthy. Uh, Unresolved issues, she says in the background. These people marching for miles in the street are very unhealthy compared to your lovely Christians in the South sucking their jazzies. (laughs) (laughs) Eating eating their uh, deep fried butter sticks. Yeah. Been healthy, so many oh. of them weren't healthy looking. Even they, they looked most like they'd been, been through a war. Well, you have to understand <laughs> that most women like that have been molested. They've been oh. abused. They've been whatever in their life. And and if you just have to go back to typically early childhood and things like that, and they just need the healing of 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 the Lord of the Holy God, Spirit. God, she's brilliant, huh? Wow, that was very horrible. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So she really only had four seconds at most there. The yeah, rest of it was yeah. set up by Jim. But thought it was more. But so what she's saying is the only people that will stand up for women's rights are ones that have had their rights violated. I would be surprised if she has an IQ that's over eighty-five. I would be surprised if it approaches that number. Eighty-five is pretty low, dude. For. For somebody who would hang out with Jim Baker, <laughs> I mean, well, I mean, there I mean, his his crowd has got to be pulling that average way down, right? I mean, she probably wouldn't even pass the ASVAB to join the Marines, and that's <laughs> low. <laughs> well, I mean, some parrots Fucking are like sixty five, seventy. Yeah, parrots. Yeah. How do we know that? Yeah, they can't probably can't even identify a number. Were you two there? Pencil. I was there. Oh, cool crosshat guy. Yeah. yeah. Dave Dabenmeyer. He's he's a lot of fun also. Uh, and you you know he had to go have that hat custom made too. Definitely. You don't think they sell baseball hats oh, they with, might. A, with a cross on it? They might. It is they, church. They do, definitely, yeah. 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 I bet they do. That's true. Like Christwear.com? <laughs> hey, yeah, maybe. Jesus.org. Um but he's probably just pissed off because he's a fucking Falcons fan. Well, he he's very upset that the Illuminati was able to dupe everybody into watching Lady Gaga's celebration of Satan mm-hmm, mm-hmm. at the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have you heard any of the nonsense around this? No. I've seen something. The people saying like she put herself up above the rest of humanity in the heavens. And she had a <laughs> she had a constellation wow, wow. of stars behind her at her you know at her whim the bit, American fighting her her every women command and I saw one guy who's like well w- once you get to recognize things you can really see them and if you look at the stage there's lit squares that that they make the shape of a pentagram it's like no <laughs> they're squares that are illuminated <laughs> that uh, yeah there's there's all kinds of crazy conspiracy. Uh, shit around it that we're going to hear from this guy in just a minute. But do you know how they did that? So it was when, when she was up at the when she was up at the top and behind her the stars. Oh, those were drones. Stuff. Yeah, 
I thought that was badass, man. Yeah, that, it was pre, it was drones pre-programmed for certain flight patterns at different points in the thing and different lighting effects that they're just flying all over, setting off lights on all of these drones. Yeah. I was like, that's badass. I, Intel, uh, the Intel, the computer company designed the software behind that and they've done all, some really badass demonstrations of it. I saw one where they had a uh, full orchestra playing and the drones were, going along with the orchestra as far as like making things in the sky with along with the music and there's some look it up on youtube there's some really cool things with choreographed drones yeah it was pretty it was pucking pretty fancy <laughs> yeah <laughs> it, was pretty it was pucking pretty fancy at the Super bowl <laughs> uh, but dave dalbenmeyer wants to make sure that we all know oh, yeah. exactly what happened. okay i need to be informed this this will help I can't tell you the number of people I came in contact with uh, through Facebook, a lot of different things, that, that uh, watched the halftime show of Lady Gaga and just said nice glowing background. things about it. Yeah. And, you know, the scriptures tell us that Satan comes as an angel of light. So Lady Gaga, she, uh, she disarmed everybody when the first thing she started to do the other night at halftime was sing God Bless America. And from that point on, she went into... Um, Clearly, the spawn of Satan would only, yes. only the spawn of Satan would sing "God Bless America." And how dare she have a light on her so we could see her? Mm. And she's and she's just lulling everybody into a false sense yeah. of security before she springs cat-like lull, like laugh out loud, and or says, Satan, <laughs> Satan, help me win over these people. Yeah. So how do you how? Uh, what the fuck's this idiot's name? Daubenmeyer. Dave Daubenmeyer. So, Mister Daubenmeyer. How do you tell the difference then between somebody who's singing God Bless America and somebody who's singing God Bless America? Well, I think he's going to get to it next. If it's Luke Bryan, it's okay. If it's Lady Gaga, it's not. Well, I think he's saying that God Bless America was to trick us because her next song brought out Satan. Well, it wasn't a man. Uh-huh. It wasn't a country singer. Uh-huh. And... She's from New York. Uh-huh. Yeah. And was dressed... Horishly. Yes. <laughs> Satan came <laughs> during halftime. Yeah, I apologize. Sometimes I get a frog in my throat. <clears> throat> Pardon me. On she went into um, this land is your land, this land is my land, and we were all hooked. Oh, what a beautiful! She's honoring God, and and so we were. We didn't ask which God, did we? we didn't ask oh. which God. See that that name God that don't that didn't mean a whole lot. There's a lot of gods. He said he'd have no other gods before. Wait, 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 wait. 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 Yeah, here's this Christian guy saying there's a lot of gods. Like, wait, but you only espouse that there's one God. Also, he's saying that name God doesn't mean a whole lot. Yeah. Then take it off the national motto. I'm confused. You won't have a problem with that, then, will you? Get it off of our currency, off of the fucking license plates that they're putting everywhere. Yeah, take yeah. it off all that bullshit if it doesn't mean anything. Yeah, I'm I'm confused. He, I'm it, sure he'll clear it up. It's okay. whatever suits their purpose. That's what it is. It's never so been Lucifer different. could be a god. Do you understand that, folks? No, he definitely is. He's po- more powerful than yours. In fact, all right, I'll let him talk. Yeah, this I'll let him guy talk. doesn't know what he's talking. He's such about. an idiot. Yeah, you understand that, folks? You understand it, and you understand how they. How they lured us into the celebration of Satan right in front of us. I think it was a classic bait and switch. And by that I mean this. Did they, they just show David Berkowitz? come out and she was going to go. <laughs> I don't know. He's doing some Google Hangouts thing. 
that they filmed. Looked like a jump cut to David Berkowitz. (laughs) (laughs) It was just some fat guy with a microphone. Who who unmuted his mic. Yeah, I'll bet it picked up some sound and so it automatically switched to him. It was all week that she was going to come out and she was going to go against Trump and she was going to stand up against the deplorables. And and so everybody's waiting to see how she's going to do this, come out against Trump. And she and she didn't fucking say anything about it at all. Not Every, a goddamned word, and she's still getting shit on. Yeah. I hope Everyone she learned else, a valuable lesson from that. Everyone else said she was going to make a political statement. Yeah, and she didn't. She didn't no. say a goddamned no. word about it. And I hope that she learned a valuable lesson from it, because it didn't matter what the fuck she did. There's people like this asshole yeah. who was shit on her anyway. That's why yeah. I get fucking tired of people telling me that I need to tone my atheism down, that I need to be more accommodating, nicer, mm-hmm. more friendly. To everybody and anybody. No, fuck that. I don't. I don't have to do that because it doesn't fucking matter what I say to some people. As soon as I question what they want to believe, I'm branded an asshole regardless of what I say or how nicely I say it. Yep. So why don't you accommodationists just be you and let us be us, right? Isn't that your thing anyway? Yeah. Do this. Come out against Trump. And she did the bait and switch and went strictly to a... A demonic service right there. (laughs) Oh, wow. How does he figure that any of Uh, that makes sense at all? Hey, wait, wait, hey. You don't get to ask for justification. (laughs) I just get to say what I want. She was going to come out and do all of these things that we thought would be terrible, and she didn't, so clearly it's fucking terrible. Yeah. And demonic. And she sang some of our favorite songs. How's that bad? How Well, because she, she tricked us. <laughs> <laughs> we wanted to feel some righteous indignation. <laughs> we were robbed. We laugh about the Illuminati. We laugh, laugh about the Masons. We laugh about all of that kind of stuff. Do you? Russ, there must be powerful, powerful forces at work that could get Lady Gaga this gig <laughs> at the biggest... Oh, my God. In- oh, yeah, okay. Oh, the Illuminati, that's ridiculous. The Masons, that's... T- we we all scoff yeah. at that. But the devil is alive in Lady Gaga. Because one of the most famous female performers on Earth got the halftime show. And she's so wily that she tricked us by being a decent person and not doing anything that we expected <laughs> that would challenge the narratives that we already yeah. believe. And how dare she not that lip sync? Did you see at the end when she jumped off the thing and caught that football? Uh-huh. 100% completion. <gasps> Better than any Falcon's receiver. <laughs> Black magic. Clearly the work of Satan. This gig at the biggest event in in American in the year of the year in America. She is the highlighting. She, not not what? Toby Keith. I called it. <laughs> you know who I had in mind when I was saying oh, of course, she's not. Yeah. She's not a man. She's not a country singer. Yeah, of course. I was thinking fucking Toby Keith. Perfect. I well, nailed dude, that. Dude, this guy's got. He's still got a goatee. Of course, he loves Toby Keith. <laughs> not not Toby Keith. Not. I mean, we can he name can't think of, No, you can't no, think of anyone else. You can't he name couldn't. two. Yeah, you can't even name two. He tried, but he couldn't. <laughs> He was what? ready. For, he, he had his hand ready for number that's, two. He's like, yeah, we can name a million. Dangerously close. He tried, but he couldn't. <laughs> I wasn't even trying to say cunt. I know you weren't. My mom hates that word. Sorry, mom. Uh, Russ, this this Illuminati, this Church of Satan, this Masonic thing, this this is real, isn't it, bud? What? 
Uh, nope. So now what? What do you got? Oh, I was just I was just still talking to that guy. Oh. He yeah. said, it's real, isn't it, bud? And I said, nope. So now what do you got? You know, and and your else? God you was do? powerless to stop her, apparently. Yep, totally, yeah. totally powerless. Just Either back powerless and to stop her or figured it would be okay if she went and did it anyway. Or or he was at Toby's Keith's house going, come on, they're going to ruin the Super Bowl if you don't come out. <laughs> I it's actually like, thought. I don't know. I'm tired. I thought she did a really good job at the Super Bowl halftime show. Yeah, it was fine. And you, you know what I noticed that was different this year than from years past? No that, breasts? No, not that. Oh, what? That was so uh, long ago. It was, <laughs> it was. It was a single performer. Yeah. Uh-huh. I wonder if that's what made it better because they've been trying to do the the montage with other performers coming out and stuff. And I'm like, I don't know if that detracts or if it's just a single performance is what made it. What was last year? Coldplay and somebody, right? Yeah, but uh, yeah, Bruno you get Mars, yeah, right? Bru- yeah, you ben get Bruno. them all doing these mm, these combinations and or not Bruno Mars, fucking or what? Mariah no, Carey? No, no, that was a couple of years ago. No, it was a guy. No, uh, was it? Coldplay. But it's definitely but, there. But they've been doing mashups with other bands, and yeah. I wonder if that's why these God other ones haven't it. been that great lately. You're gonna make me look it up. Well, I think we should end the show first because we're getting it's it's past that time. And we need to have an ending for this thing sometimes. No, we don't. Okay. Super Bowl 50. No, that was this year. Yeah. Last year. This year was 51. Oh. This this year was L.I. Yeah. It was a lie. It's a lie. It was oh, a lie. You should see. Oh, Fucking conspiracies. Dave Dalbenmeyer didn't even bring that into it. Yep. Using Roman numerals. You know who crucified Fucking Jesus? The Romans. The Romans. The Romans. Yeah, we're so much better apologists than they are. You know, if you combine <laughs> the ages of all the guys on the cross that year, you know what the ages they were? They were 51. Huh. Jesus what? was 33, so the two thieves were like children? Yes. Scary. They robbed. That's even scarier. If you have questions, comments, concerns, compliments, corrections, criticisms, or concepts for content, contact the show via email at godlessrevolution at gmail.com, by text or voicemail at 330-81-REBEL, or Twitter the twatter at TGR Podcast. Thank you! You guys have any parting shots, any thoughts, any final things that you want to say to the peoples before we let them go and listen to other fantastic things and... Talk to other fantastic people, eat delicious food, sleep, fuck, whatever they're going to do. Let my people free. <laughs> Let my people go. And don't rape anyone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm just staring at Matt. <laughs> they both are just staring at me. What do you want from me? I don't know. What do you want? What do you, anything you want to say to close out the show? No. Oh, you know what uh, I will say? What? I'd be happy to uh, accept any further uh, requests to discuss their political or religious views on the show, but not before uh, we vet them. Some extreme vetting. So extreme, you won't even know what extreme was. So before we leave, I want to make sure that we thank our newest Patreon members, Savid Akuna. I hope I pronounced that correctly, and I'm sure I murdered it. I'm sorry. Andrew Vodopich. Vodopich. I'm sure I murdered that one also. I even went the extra mile and tried to <laughs> tried to find on Facebook if you guys had done a how to pronounce your name, and I came up nothing, empty-handed. But then again, it could be like you nothing making in a my pronunciation hands to help your pronounce name. your name. <laughs> Well, Akuna Matata. 
But thank you both very much for doing that. And we would also like to thank our other outstanding Patreon patrons, Mr. Grant Larimer, Wesley Aaron, and Taylor Grin. Thank all of you very much. This, yeah. I'm, yes. I'm super happy about that. Yeah. That's fucking awesome. You guys rock. Thank you so much for your support. Uh, as always, anybody else can go out and sign up to be patrons as well, where you earn access to extended versions of the show and some extra little things. I was wondering if we should set a goal to release the, the Ryan question. Oh my God. Oh. <laughs> like, like a certain number of patrons oh. and then that will become available. That's. We'll have to talk about that. Yeah, we'll, we'll that's, that's sketchy, man, but we could. <laughs> I mean, I got no problem with being released. I was trying to be funny when I said it, and it just went totally haywire. It, it went south quick. As soon as you open your mouth. Pretty yeah. much. It's kind of like a cliff. <laughs> your little spermy hey, did head. Did you say kind of like a clit? Cliff. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Oh man! It all went hang. It all went haywire. <laughs> it all went hangwire when we talked about clits. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, thank you all so much for your support. Yeah, we appreciate it. Uh, a lot. If you yes, very much. If you cannot afford to support us with financial donations through Patreon, uh, please go out and rate the show. Rate the five show. Stars wherever you are able to do so. We would greatly appreciate that. That also uh, benefits the show greatly. So, thank you all very much for listening, and we'll chat at you next week. Goodbye. As long as Trump don't stop us. <laughs> I have never done that, and I'm never going to do it. I don't deal with material. I'm a fucking firefighter. God, son of a goddamn fucking shit fucker. I don't have any idea who you're talking about. Dominic Monaghan. Yeah, that guy. Oh, fucking love that guy. <laughs> you, you would, you would Did you see him, The Lord of the Rings? Him. Yeah. Okay, he's, he's Mary. I said Hobbit. I know what a hobbit is. Did you look s- at Ryan's feet? Jig <laughs> <Take> old bitties. <laughs> scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. Keep that wheel a scrolling. <laughs> Real Facebook a posting is near. More RAM. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to think of computer terms to put in there besides rawhide. That was good. <laughs> It's really more of an immigration bannon, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs>